need to do in the service this morning is to touch touch Jesus and then our lives will never be the same. Amen. Amen. We have a few written requests. We want to continue to remember Brother Ron Spencer in our prayers. Sister Vicki and Brother Terry Tidwell. Uh, Sister Shirley I think she texted this morning. She's still uh, trying to adjust to different medicines that they're giving her and a friend of hers, Frida I think she, did she pass or somebody in her family? Her mom passed away and they're going to have the funeral soon so let's remember that family this morning also we remember sister carol her mother this morning the lord will be with her and i know there's other requests just remember our pastor this morning that god will just give him supernatural strength i believe the lord will amen, amen. if you have something on your heart make it known by an uplifted hand god sees what our needs are today and he's mindful of us in the service brother jonathan come this morning happy to be in church this morning. You're going to worship him this morning. You're going to forget about everything that's holding you back this morning. You know, if you do, you've got something coming your way. It's just up to you whether you want to receive it or not, because he's going to be here this morning. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there. He's here this morning. Let's join together. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, we truly honor you, Lord. We truly worship you, Lord. We love you, Lord. 
Lord Jesus, your hand is upon us, Lord, every day of our lives, Lord. Lord, though the enemy may attack us, Lord, you're always in control. Lord, the enemy can only do what they, what you allow them to do, Lord. Lord, they come into our lives with sicknesses, with hardships, Lord, and you just hold them at bay on what we can withstand, Lord, and we thank you for these things, Lord, and Lord, we thank you for being with our presence this morning, Lord, as we would gather to come into your house to worship your name, Lord. And, Lord, we lay these petitions, these needs, Lord, these sicknesses, Lord, we, we lay them before you this morning in prayer, Lord, knowing, Lord, you're the same God of yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. And, Lord, cancers have been healed, Lord, and cancers are going to be healed again, Lord, because your word never changes. Lord, we ask you to move for each need, Lord. We missed you. Lord, touch Sister Vicky, touch Brother Ron, Lord. Touch these other brothers and sisters. Touch my mother-in-law, Lord. Touch them in the physical sense of their body, Lord. Would you heal them in a mighty way, Lord? And Sister Shirley, Lord, keep moving upon her, Lord. And Lord, each hand that was raised, you see a need represented there, Lord. You see what the heart is saying. Lord, would you move for them in a special way this morning, Lord? Would you anoint this service, Lord? I know you're going to, Lord. I know you've already anointed it, Lord. I know you've already moved for it, Lord. Lord, we're asking you to come take full preeminence now, Lord. Touch Brother Mark, Lord. Touch the musicians. Lord, be with us as we would worship you, Lord. Be with us as we would praise you, Lord. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to touch our pastor, Lord. Lord, anoint him in a special touch this morning, Lord. Maybe, Lord, even more special than he's ever felt, Lord, that he could gain strength, Lord. He could gain, a, 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 Lord, a, a peace about him, Lord, to speak to us what we have need of this morning. Lord, I ask you to be with us. Come worship with us, Lord. In your lovely name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Moses this morning in prayer too that the Lord will be with him supply his need also we have a card here from uh, well it calls for Amen. more eyes than I have this morning from Casey Vivian Joy and the family thank you so much for the food flowers you sent your thoughtfulness touched our heart during a time like this we realize how much our friends and relatives really mean to us your expression of sympathy will always be remembered I found out like brother Ben this week that he can cue up the amens but I can cue up the worship and people clapping their hands so you don't worship him this morning I'm liable to have him cue it up today amen <laughs> Amen. How many, though, I know we've all had tests and trials and we're wore out and this, that, and the other, but we choose this morning. I choose. I choose to worship. Amen. No matter what's going on in my life this morning, I choose. Let's sing that together. When my heart is broken, when my life is empty, I can't see your face. And I can't hear your voice When I'm feeling helpless Wandering in the darkness Surrounded by fear and defeat Oh, 
even in the fire, even in the valley, I can have joy, and I can have peace, you are always with me, never will forsake me, your choose to worship you say well I used to I used to I used to what about now amen we let the devil come in and sneak and take things away from us but this morning let's take it back let's sing that well I'm taking back everything that the devil stole Oh, 
Take back everything that the devil has stole from us. And he's done it so just indiscreetly, you know. And just, he does it a little at a time. And it's so simple uh, how we get it all back. As the prophet said, how you want to get closer to God is read your Bible and pray. And it's just a little ABCs that we miss out on want some big revelation or something. But can't do the simple things. If we can do that, God will change and restore everything. And if we'll just pray and ask, believe it. We'll receive it this morning. Amen. Let's sing it. Oh, I pledge allegiance to the man with all of my strength.
just so thankful for this this morning that mercy says no. Oh, his mercy said no. I'm not gonna let you go. No, I'm not gonna let you slip away. And you don't have to be afraid. Mercy said no.
you thankful that mercy said no. I'm not going to let you go. Amen. We'll let you have your seats this morning. We'll have our ushers to come and receive the morning offering. You just give to the Lord, and I know he'll bless your efforts today. Amen. We don't forget, we've got our Christmas dinner coming up, um, and there is a, a dessert sign-up sheet in the back, and also for gifts, so don't forget to put your name on the list there. Also, we have a couple birthdays today. I think is Sister Helen Torres. She's not here, but we want to wish her a happy birthday. And then on Wednesday, Sister Naomi uh, Moat, I was going to say him, forgive me. She's celebrating her birthday, so we we'll wish her a happy birthday. And also on Saturday, Brother Greg Holder is going to be celebrating his birthday. So let's give them all a hand this morning.
How many can truly say that this morning and mean it? It's my desire to live for him. I mean, what else is there to live for? You look around this world and see what these young people, I feel so sorry for them, what they have to face this day. I, I thought it was rough when I was young, but it's multiplied and it's got a lot worse. And you never thought you'd see the day where you'd see some nasty man kissing another nasty man. It's, it's disgraceful and I, I, it just makes me sick. But we're here. And they're, they're forcing it on us every day, trying to force it on us. But we're going to stand, aren't we, this morning? And we're going to trust in God and believe him this morning. Amen. And we're going to worship him. Let's stand together, if you will, before we invite our pastor. And I just want to sing this because I am so thankful. Every day that I'm guided by an unseen hand. Let's sing that this morning. There is an unseen hand to me And I am trusting to the unseen hand. How many are trusting this morning? Oh, that God's me.
David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. Such privilege to be with you this morning to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who never gets old. He's always new, always fresh, always with us. What a loving Savior we serve today. You know, I believe as we live in the last days, we sing many things. I believe the cup of iniquity is getting filled not just by the Amorites, but by the Gentiles. Because you see, the cup of the Amorites were filled up in the time when God sent the prophets. And that has changed dispensations now in this age. And there's a cup in the Gentile age that has been filled up with iniquity. Iniquity is knowing what is right and purposefully just testing God. Testing God. Imagine that. Imagine having the audacity to test God after all that He has done, put our names on the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. And those names were placed there when Christ's name was placed there. How humbling that is to us this morning that God placed our names there to be called in this age to serve Him. What a blessing to know that our names are secure in Christ Jesus. And it's our actions, it is our behavior, it is our demeanor, it is our paths of life that determines where our names are. I'm thankful this morning that mine's written in heaven. Hallelujah. Not in a church book somewhere where, you know, mirth or rust or fire can burn it up, but it's in Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. Do you love him? Let's lift Jesus higher. Lift him higher. Amen. Let's sing that little song as the trustees come this morning. You give to the Lord and God will bless you. This is the tithe. Oh, higher, higher. Higher, higher, higher. Higher, higher. Let's lift Jesus higher.
up Santa Claus and all their festivities, but praise God, there's a people who is lifting up Jesus Christ higher like never before. Appreciate our musicians. I want to bring you uh, greetings from uh, Wesley and Emily, and they send their love and their greetings uh, to you. Boy, did we ever have a meeting there last Sunday. Enjoy the presence and the blessings of the Lord. You know where there's a preacher is, there's going to be some church going on. Had such a blast. The Holy Spirit came down in such a powerful way, moving in a miraculous way. And we thank God for that little service. While you were having church here, we were having church. You know? So we thank the Lord. They do send their love and their greetings. Enjoy the grandchildren. Had a blast with them. And I think that little guy is going to be a preacher. Amen. No telling what's going to happen. It runs in the blood, you know. So they send their love and their greetings to you. I want to say this morning, Brother Amos here this morning. God bless you, Brother Amos. Congratulations to Brother Amos. He graduated from college on uh, Friday. And God bless you. This is his graduation. God bless you, my precious brother. We certainly love you and appreciate you're proud of him. Let's give him a good round of applause this morning. But our spirits, our prayers were with you. We just pray God will provide you a really good job now in Murfreesboro. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Appreciate you. Next Sunday, as they've been announcing, is our Christmas program and dinner. So we just look for a good time. I can almost assure you every seat will be full next week. When there's dinners, there is a full church. You see why the denomination have dinners now. Because that's how people come. So I hope that will maybe skirt off a few that didn't come, only come for a dinner and activity. But we want a true ones here. Amen. We feed you spiritual food here. That's why we're here today. Anyways, next Sunday, it's a Christmas program. The youths have been working uh, tremendously hard on that, to getting that together. Um, also, I want to say this. If you, if, if you have a desire to want to um, help anyone during this season uh, of the year, please see one of our trustees. Uh, we'll put any kind of a funds into a pool and try to distribute it to uh, some of the uh, saints, perhaps that's been struggling. We want everyone to have a good Christmas time and enjoy uh, this time of the year. So if you do have some funds, and we have had some who have asked, please see Brother one, brother Chris or Brother Forrest, one of the brethren here, and they'll put that together and make sure it's, it's given to... Um, uh, those that may, may have a need. We know there's a few here in this congregation um, that we love who, that are, you know, sometimes it's, it's a struggle just to make it from one paycheck to the next and try to help along the way. And this is what the church is all about. We are a community, and that's what a community does. We help each other, so I encourage you to do so. Lord bless you. Appreciate you. Good to be home, to be able to preach today. I'm going to go ahead and preach because I don't know when I'll be preaching again, so you kind of bear with me this morning. And I want, to, I want to take you back into the book of Revelation, uh, if you would. And uh, while you're finding that, I, I want to say this. And I want to say in love and in respect to the entire church. I know everyone is not here and those that are streaming. They, two Sundays ago, there was way too many activities going on while I'm preaching. And I, I want to ask you to... To, to limit that to necessity, only only if you have to go out. We know that there's times there's sicknesses and 
and, and such like, and you have to go. I've learned my congregation. I've learned uh, who's sick, and, and when they had to go out, it never disturbed me. But there was a lot of interruption here two, two Sundays back. Understand, Brother Jonathan, his family had to leave, but, and there may have been a few other uh, causes, but there was a lot of activity that, that was going on here. Actually, it just really threw me off. This is why I had prayer. So I'm just going to ask you now, remember, just one child crying can disrupt the entire service, much less adults going back and forth and carrying on and going here. You see, you can quench the Holy Spirit that way. So I'm asking you, please, let's, let's, let's cut back on the activities. We are grown people. We know when, when to go out. We know we're only here an hour. I don't preach over an hour. You know me by now. Surely we can sit for an hour and, and, uh, and listen to the word of God. I understand the little ones having to go out from time to time, but you need to be teaching them. You know what? You have to sit in service. You have to learn to sit in the service. This is what we do. If you train them up now, they will sit in the service. But there was a lot of complaints. Two Sundays back, that entire message, I put so much time and energy. And, and you know the messages I bring are not just ordinary messages. A lot of resources, a lot of energy that goes into those sermons to be of a help to you. I felt like it was just, just went through the door. There was just so much going on and back and forth and everything. It's all I can do. To stay focused. So I'm asking you this morning, please give me your undivided attention. We're grown people. We're, we're, not, we're only here two hours. I guarantee you don't walk out of your movies when you're watching it as much as you did two Sundays ago. It was very disruptive and grieving to the Holy Spirit. So please, I'm asking if you would just, just you know, just uh, try to, unless there's an emergency, if somebody's sick in the back, Brother Chris, lay hands upon them. You don't have to ask Brother, uh, a Brother, um, in the front or any of the, the saints here to come all the way in the back. It disrupts the service. Someone is sick, pray over them yourself. Unless there's a dire need or something like that, then send for one of the elders or somebody, and, and we can take care of those things. So I just want to get that cleared out. It's grieved me for the last two weeks. Actually was there, had a good service there last Sunday there in Louisiana, and just coming back, my spirit was very disturbed over that that went on. So I'm just, just pray the Lord will give us wisdom this morning and help us in the service, I appreciate you want prayers. I appreciate you want things, but if someone if someone is in the back, let this be the rule of thumb. If someone is sick or something like that, if there's any brother or whoever is close by, ask them to pray, or you pray yourselves. Don't send for uh, uh, for brother Jonathan or brother Pat and disturb the service. Don't do it again. I'm asking you, please don't do that again. It's too much traffic. It's disruptive to my spirit. I'm very sensitive, and God's not pleased with it. Is that clear? Is that clear with everyone? All right. God bless you. Revelation chapter 2. We have been, we have been in uh, this series, and I want to continue to try to see how far I can get today. It's, this is part four in the series. I don't believe I touched any of the notes. Have I? Staff back there. I haven't been able to even get to the notes just under a lot of inspiration. So, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things. Said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst bear them which are evil. Watch this. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars, 
and has borne and has patience for my name's sake, has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. The only way to revival is repentance. The only way to healing of the body and the soul is through repentance. Hallelujah. It's not just physical healing we need. We need healing in our souls and our spirits. Matthew chapter 24, 12. These are key scriptures. Matthew 24, verses 12. And Jesus now speaking on the Mount of Olive. This is his discussion. He said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Now, he, he's not now speaking to... The unbelievers, God is not addressing the unbelievers. As a matter of fact, there'll be a lot of unbelievers that has never heard the truth of God that will stand a greater chance, a percentage for being the bride of Christ. Because it is important that we stay in the presence of the Lord. It is important that we stay in the glory and presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to watch this now. He says, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. This is the day we live in. This is the time we sing these things building up in this age. And it's becoming very, very strong, a strong force against the church of the living God. And I believe it's time as the body of Christ that we lift up a parapet against the enemy, build a defense against Satan who's trying to intrude the churches and the minds of God's people. And we, lo- we want to continue on this this morning. Return to your first love. If you will go with me into the script, into a word of prayer now, and then we'll, we'll minister by the help of the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We ask that your divine presence now will come into this place and infiltrate every mind, soul, and body, Lord. We love you. We appreciate you, Lord. We thank you for your amazing grace to us. It is so important, Lord, that we keep our spirits right. As I just heard your prophet said that today, Lord, that the wrong approach, an arrogant spirit, God will not will not accept, Lord. It's so important to have the right type of spirit in the house of God. We ask you to sanctify this sanctuary. And Lord, if there have been any things in this church and this place and any conversations that was unlike Christ, we ask the Spirit of God will sterilize this place, I pray, on the anointing of the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Do you love him this morning? Amen. You appreciate the Lord. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Brother Branham, you know, was a great man of God, as you know. He was not our Savior, our Lord, but he was a good example to the church of a living God. He brought us tremendous, tremendous messages that would stir the heart of the bride of Christ. And I believe as people of God, it's very important that we know where we stand in this age. Now, we left off two Sundays ago where secular society and culture 
is weakening our senses through Hollywood and uh, social media. We see Satan is uh, very crafty and he's the master of deception. He knows how to mix the tree of knowledge of good and evil and place it right at our fingertips. Not everything that comes out of the media or out of your phones or your tablets or any of these things are all evil because they are good. But you understand Satan knows just how to mix these things. We can't just get up here this morning and say, you know what? Let's, let's get rid of all of our, 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 um, of our uh, electronic devices and, and, and just uh, go back to the old times. Everything is designed. It's right there at our fingertips. Every bill you have to be paid has to be paid online. Everything, business, transaction, it's all online. It's all good and it's fine. But there are so many other things that Satan also presents to us. And he has intertangled these things in a way, woven all these things right there at our, um, at our um, make it available to us. So as people of God, I believe that it's up to us as Christians to have spiritual discernment in this age. Otherwise, it is so easy to succumb to the pressure and power of this age. And we've seen such a wave of the enemy coming into the churches. We've seen such a cooling off of the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ. But I believe that God wants us to be able to focus on Him uh, in the right approach in the, in the ways of our family. You see, the true test is when we begin to add up the amount of our lives we devote to the media. It tells us the direction we're going. When we begin to add up the amount of time that we devote to that area of our lives. I challenge you two sentences ago, if you are listening, to take out your phones, whatever you choose, whoever carrier it is, go into your settings and then track your time of usage and you'll be shocked to know how much time is consumed and devote towards the media. You see, I don't, I don't say it's all bad. I don't say it's all in a critical, demeaning way. But I'm saying to you as the church, we need a filter. We need a Holy Ghost filter like we never have in this age. And Satan is doing everything to capture your minds. To rob you of your family time. To rob you of your heritage. Satan knows how to work, friends. We are no match for his craftiness. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We can't stop the use of media. However, our use of media is a vital issue in our homes and personal lives this morning. I'm not just speaking here to this church. This is uh, the problem across the world, whether it's non-Christians or uh, professed Christians. You've got people, even in the secular world, who are crying out about these things that Satan is trying to peddle through the Internet. Even the innocent children are being attacked. 
You see, you can go to the store and, and buy a nice doll for your daughters. Now, some of the so-called brands that were popular are being, uh, uh, being uh, penetrated by evil, corrupt, and minded uh, people in this age. I, I can't call names. I'm streaming, but you understand where I'm coming from. Amen. Teaching the young girls not to declare uh, what sex they are and all these nonsense. You see, Satan is trying to desensitize the minds of people. He's trying to move into your minds and your spirits to soften your approach towards these things. To get you to back up from your stand towards what is right for your families. I think it's time we allowed the Holy Spirit to prioritize this issue in our lives. You see, our love for God must exceed our love for the media. Our love for God must exceed our love for the media. Are you with me this morning? You see, it's so easy to get consumed in this. It's so easy to get wrapped up in it. Because everything Satan has intertwined together. He's intermingled it together of good and of evil. It's hard to just separate sometimes the good from the evil. You can go in a moment's time from something good to something very corrupt, sour, and perverted in a split second. Because it's right there. You understand what I'm saying this morning? I'm preaching because it's important as a leader to, to let you understand and to warn you as a church. That Satan is after you and your heritage. So our love for God must exceed our love for, uh, for the media. I believe it's time we reassess in our homes our purpose use for entertainment and uh, social media. It's rather important. It is becoming a very serious matter in our personal lives. And I'm not here to preach down with you because we all have to put a searchlight on our lives. But I can tell you what God is saying to the church is we need to return to our first love. Way too many things has taken precedent over the things of God. But as people of God, I believe that the Holy Spirit is sending uh, stirring messages not only across this pulpit, but across the land to God's people that we'll wake up and see ourselves. We cannot allow secular society to reduce our families to the mindset of their culture. We cannot allow that. We cannot just allow and adopt it in our, in our everyday our norms. Well, that's okay, or this is all right. You see, it's become wrong has become right, and right has become wrong. It's the world we live in. You know where I'm coming from. Right has become wrong, and wrong has become right. But God has a measuring line. God has a plumb line this morning. You believe that? I want to encourage you to examine every bit of entertainment and media you're intaking this morning. You know, I'm not against the media. I'm not against 
social media and all these things. But as a God-called pastor, I must warn you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we put a Holy Spirit filter on the things that are coming in. You remember Brother Branham said that uh, that spirit enter through the eyes. Satan comes through the sight of humanity. It's his entrance into our spirits. If you're feeling a certain way, you ought to be examining what has come into your eyes. It's through the eyes. It's the gate to the soul. Sometimes you may be feeling melancholy. Maybe feeling suicidal, anxiety and fear and, and, and depression and oppression. Don't blame that all on the devil. You need to examine, need to examine what you're intaking into your spirits. God has made it so where we are to be stewards over our spirits. It's not for God to be a steward over our spirits. We have to be good stewards over our spirits. We can't throw it all back on the church or the pastor or the devil. We have to govern our spirits. You understand? You know, as hard as working Americans are and as hard working Americans, we need time off and rest to reset our minds and, and our bodies. We are, we're work, we're Americans are hardworking people. We're working hard. We're around the clock. We're working to keep up our family, our businesses, our, our church, our, our, our empires, our everything. We, we are hard workers. However, Satan has perverted the area of recreation. And if you look at the word recreation, you can appreciate that it's a gift from God. It's the idea that we need to I'll stop from working sometimes and be recreated, to be refreshed, to take some time and, and to refresh. This is why God said that on the seventh day that man shall rest. He works a sixth day, but on the seventh day he is to rest. Why? Because it was God's institution to recreate strength in our bodies. To be rested and refreshed and renewed so that we can be fit to work again. But understand, entertainment, on the contrary, is about being diverted. Deviates to distract, to abuse. Or preoccupy with something. With some things. You see, this isn't this isn't refreshing. It is so easy to become so consumed with entertainments to where it deviates us, it distracts us, it preoccupies us from being refreshed. By the way, God intends for us to be refreshed. You know, it, it's, and I've heard it, I've done it myself. You've had a hard day. You work hard and you just want some time by yourself. So the go-to is our phones or our iPads and we just want some me time. We've all done it. 
So we turn to the media for a time of recreation or entertainment. But you understand that Satan has slipped one in on us. He's wanting us to be consumed and preoccupied with this area of our life. This is Satan's ambition, I believe, to deviate us from our first love. And this is what Jesus, speaking through John, was actually writing about. How the people had been deviated from their first love. That's the only thing that counts in this life. It's your love for Jesus Christ. No, no occupation, achievements, or popularity, or any other things that you have achieved will ever matter but your divine love for the one who will save you by, your, by his grace. It is Jesus Christ. Listen, friends, I'm not against relaxing and refreshing. But if our pursuit of entertainment is deviating us, from what's important in life, we got it all wrong. Something is wrong. If it's taking us away from spiritual times in the presence of God, if it's taking us away from that special time in God's presence, we've got it wrong. It's true, it's easy, and it's easy to do. I do it, you all do it, we're all in the same category. You see, instead, we need to devote sacred times of our love to Christ, which will recreate in us the fountains of holiness and of purity. You wonder why holiness and purity is something of an antique in many of the churches today? It's because simply it's been forgotten. Somehow, something has robbed us of those sacred things that God has in our lives. Holiness and purity as unto God. God wants us to stand in His presence and come before Him. See, our love for God must exceed our love for the media. It's so easy. We all do it. It's so easy. Friends, I'm not preaching at you or down at you. I, I, I'm preaching corporately right now. It is so easy to do. Are we going to ever be able to break this monotony that all of us has gotten into? Is it something that we'll be, we'll, we'll be we'll able to, ever able to overcome? The pressure is so strong. The enticement is so strong. It is so enticing. It is so empowering to you to grab your phone or whatever and just go off into another world. And that it does. It doesn't. It does. It takes you off from the reality of what you're facing. It takes you off from the reality of life. It causes you to refuse to deal with the problems that needs to be dealt with in our lives and our spirits. It takes us off. And you know, as well as I know, as adults, when problems are not taken care of, they build up to a volcano. They build up to an explosion. And we wonder sometimes, why this explosion in my life? Why suddenly I have this, this, it seems like everything is against me. No, Satan is against you. He's the one that's been creeping in unawares. And we must see his works and how he's acting amongst the people of God. 
Yes, our love for God must exceed our love for the media. And what's getting our time and our mind or our money? We must begin with the right priority in our lives. We must investigate this and see what it is that's taking priority in our lives. What's getting our time? What's getting our attention? What's getting our minds? What's getting our money? We need to examine our priorities. Look, I'm all about, I'm all about relaxing. I'm all about people, uh, you know, just refreshing. I'm all I support that 100%. I understand how it is. Many people sometimes, even in, in, in neighboring countries and such like, they have the wrong concepts about Americans. But Americans are hard workers. We are hard workers. We don't have what we have uh, given to us on a silver platter. We are hard workers. But I also see how Satan has slipped in into the ranks of those things that try to hold us in condemnation. I ask you today, what is taking your time, your mind, and your money? And the challenge I give you is return to your first love. So, oh God, more than anything, I love you more than my time or my mind or my money or anything else. I love you above all things. And this is where the Ephesus church was. You see, they had patience. They had works. They stood to rebuke the evils. But Satan has captivated their minds. And moving and settling into that first church. And here's the spirit again in the last age. Can you see it? I encourage you to take a survey of your media and entertainment usage. See really what is it at the top of your list this morning. See really what is at the top of the list in your in your walk, in your life, in your personal life with God today. You see, God wants our love for Him at the top of really what matters in our lives. He certainly does. God wants our love for him at the top of really what matters. Not anything else, but he wants to be the first. Why do you think he rebuked the first church? He said, thou was left thy first love. There were other things that are taking the place of God's love. It don't make us, uh, it doesn't make us unbelievers. It doesn't dechristianize us. God is just simply saying there are some other things that has moved in, that has become priority in our lives over my love, which should be number one. I think we need to get our minds active in the things of God, for this is how you return to your first love. You keep your minds active in the things of God. You don't have to be in the closet praying. You can be driving praying. You can be working praying. You could be in the classroom meditating on God. You could be singing and worshiping and entertaining God in your spirits. You understand that? I love what Paul says uh, to the Philippians in Philippians uh, uh, 4 and 8, if you'll go there with me. Paul says, finally, brethren, what sort of things are true? What sort of things are honest? What sort of things are just? What sort of things are pure? 
Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good reports, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. Underline it. Highlight it. Write it on your refrigerator and on your bathroom mirrors. Is it holy? Is it pure? Make it the wallpaper on your phones. Friends, I say, we have to fill our minds with the things of God. Otherwise, Satan will fill it with other things. Brother Bram said, quote, back in the 60s, he said, you will be filled with something, either the Holy Ghost or the world. Satan will fill you with something this morning. But I believe it's time that we take action, print it out on your computers, tape it over your monitors. Then when the message that the media is trying to convey to you comes up, put it to the test. See what pagan society and culture, uh, culture are peddling if it is noble or right or pure or lovely or uh, admirable or excellent or praiseworthy. What Satan is peddling, is it praiseworthy? Is it holy? What everything is true and honest and just and pure and lovely. Ask yourself the question. Put yourself to the test. Say, is this pure? Is this holy? Is this, uh, is this admirable? Is this something that will help me tomorrow? May God help us all today. This is why God would not allow me to get off the subject on, uh, on uh, returning to our first love. Nobody's saying that we're not Christians here. Nobody's saying that uh, we are, we're going to hell. All God is saying is, we need a checkup in the sage. It's time we examine our spirits in the house of God and see what God is saying. You see, if it's not, then get something else to think about this morning. If anything that we are engaged in is not holy and pure and true and, uh, and praiseworthy, then get something else to think about. It was and our media isn't something that's glorifying God, then find something else. Hallelujah. That will promote pure spirits and holiness and righteousness in the sight of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us with his holiness and his righteousness. You understand where I'm coming from? It's important for you and I to get the right kind of thing in our spirits. Put on the Holy Spirit filter and see if your use of media reflects godly thinking this morning. Is it promoting godly thinking and the sight of God? Listen, I'm not talking to anyone this morning. Amen. I'm preaching because God told me, Amen, to come back and to preach this message. Amen. And to tell you it's important we get our minds in the right directions. You believe it? Amen. You can't get rid of it. So focus on the positive use of it this morning. You can't get rid of it. God has given man the ability to discover and, and to develop the media. 
And I believe the church ought to be on the forefront of exploiting these, uh, these things that science has invented. We ought to, we ought to be exp ex ex exploding the, the uh, possibility of how we can use this to the advantage of God. I think of, uh, of Morton and the Gutenberg Press. When the time of, uh, in, in Germany, when the time came around and science began to improve and, and they made the press machine how that the servants of God got together and they put this media into good usage and were able to print the Bible that we're reading right now. I don't say it's all evil, but it's time we put it into the good usage for the Holy Spirit. You believe it? Or you can post. They got TikToks and they got everything else. It doesn't have to be evil. You can put a praise report on there. You, you can put a praise report. You can give a testimony on there. You can testify to the glory of God of what God is doing in your, in your lives. You may not get as much likes because that's not what people want to hear. They want the negatives and they want all the sceneries, what you've been, what you did, what's the next place to go to. But I want you, you and I as real Christians, begin to operate in the channel of the Holy Spirit. That's fine. I don't say you can't put a, a picture or whatever stuff on there. You understand there's a balance. Paul said not all things be done in moderation. Are we together this morning? All things be done in moderation. It is God's principle for you and I this uh, evening that we, we, we channel our energy and our lives and our spirits in the right uh, direction. You see, rather than handing it over to uh, a consumer-driven society to use it for their own means, ask God to enable you to exercise discernments in the virtual media world. We need discernment. We need spiritual discernments. It's, it's something that is missing in our age. People seem to not have any kind of a discernment. But God wants you to have spiritual discernment. He wants you to be able to channel in your spirits. Amen. The right things that will promote spiritual growth. You understand that somewhere Satan has slipped in. If you're not growing in Christ, something has replaced that first love. I believe it's time that we begin to exercise our spirit of discernment. The Bible says, I believe Paul says to discern between good and evil. And if that discernment is not used, it becomes crippled. It becomes paralyzed. If we allow society and our world to cripple our discernments, then Satan will eventually bring us to a halt, a stalemate in our lives. Oh, I, I, I look at the first Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, verses 21 verses uh, through 22. The Bible says, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. What is Paul saying here to the Thessalonians? Abstain from all appearance of evil. Praise God. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Your parents, your mothers and fathers, your teenagers need to see you involved 
in spiritual things. Yes, you can have your media, amen, but what are you involved in? Abstain from the appearance of evil, test everything, hold to the good, avoid every kind of evil. May God help us this morning. You see, friends, I know what I'm speaking of. I know the pressure. I know the temptation. We've got young people that are in our, in our midst here. They're right at that very verge where their hormones are raging. They can't help that. We can't beat that out of them. We can't try to, we can't try to de-Christianize them of what's going on in their bodies. But as mature Christians, we have to channel those younger generation in the right paths of holiness and of righteousness. Are you with me? Say amen. I don't say take a stick and beat them over the head, but say, let me tell you this, Junior, or let me tell you this, uh, I'm married, whoever it is. Uh, the Bible says this is the path that God has for us. Are you following me this morning? Test everything, hold on to the good, avoid every evil, every, every kind of evil. You see, we're not going to be able to avoid the exposure of media. No way. We're not going to be able to avoid exposure to the media by, by, by far. Because the moment you, you, uh, you, you understand how Satan works, he moves to something else. And he suddenly comes in that avenue. And it doesn't take long that your spirits swayed right into that. Church, I'm just trying to help you this morning. Just trying to help you to understand how tactful Satan is. Some of the problems we are facing today, I don't want to accuse anyone, neither myself, of some things I'm praying about. But I'm wondering if it isn't because of this area that we're talking about this morning. We can't just blame everything on the world or on Satan. Yes, technically we can, but we have to be accountable as children of God. We have to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap and say, God, I am accountable to you and to those that are around me. We can't avoid the exposure uh, to media, but we do have the chance this morning to judge what we listen to, look at, and what we read and bring into our spiritual our spiritual uh, digestion this morning. It's very important that you understand what you are digesting from the media. It's not all, all wholesome. It is not all pure. It's not all nutritious. It's going to destroy your spiritual bodies. It's going to cause you to become spiritually weak with all kinds of spiritual diseases in your spirits. And only God can cut those things out. You understand what I'm saying this morning? I believe as people of God, our love has faded because of what we think is necessary. And I suggest to the church this morning to go on a media fast. I really do. Amen. I suggest that we, we go on a media fast. Do only what is necessary for business and refrain from all else for a spell. Amen. Are we able to do that? 
you don't have to. I'm just giving you a suggestion. Let's go on a media fast and say, you know what? I, I'm going on a fast. I know people in this church who have done it. I know people who have suddenly put a note on their, uh, on their Instagram, their Facebook, and say, you know what? I'm going to fast. Goodbye for a week. Goodbye for a couple of days. I, I've had enough of this. I've got to take some time to refresh in the Holy Spirit. I suggest the church of God, we go on a media fast. I don't say, no, you can't, you know, you know, you, it's, all, it's all tied to it. You cannot even leave your house now without having your phone to turn your, uh, turn your, your, your um, you lock your doors or put your alarms on. Everything is right there. But warn you what is necessary unless allow God to speak to our hearts. And you will rediscover how our lives have gotten filled up with carnal unnecessaries. You will, just for that spell, you will realize how Satan has filled up our minds with so many unnecessaries in our lives. Things that we think that we can't live without, or if I don't have it, I can't survive. What you need is Jesus, because he fills all things. You believe that? To the point where sometimes these things crowd out the first love of Jesus Christ. In our lives. But so many other things can take precedent in our lives. What we read, what we look at, what we listen to. Young people I know understand how rock and roll music can capture your spirits and your minds. Satan has moved into the area of even the secular uh, Christian songs to propagate his messages. But as Christians, we must put on the thinking man's filter. You believe it? And ask God to come in our lives. Purify our spirits and purify our minds. I see why now Satan fought me so hard two Sundays ago. Really fought this service. Really a lot of information I give you then was through a lot of research, um, researches for hours and hours just trying to capture the right kind of information to give to you as the people of God. But Satan will do everything he can to try to distract us, to try to take away from what God is doing. But it's up to us as Christians to stand up for what is right. Stand up for what is pure and holy and just. To save our families, get them into the ark. Say, God, I apply the token over their lives. You believe it? I ask you this morning. I'm not compelling you. I'm only suggesting to you that we go on a media fast. Amen. Because we will soon find out how Satan has filled our minds with things we thought that were priorities. To the point where it crowds out the Lord Jesus Christ from our everyday devotions and our meditations to Almighty God. Try it. Try it. Try giving up the media in the name of focusing on what's really necessary. You won't die this morning. I promise you, you won't die. Hallelujah. Amen. Try it and see how you'll begin to flourish in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You begin to flourish in the Holy Spirit. Your minds and your bodies begin to move towards those spiritual things of God. Then you can take a message like this. You can truly say in your views, thank God for a pastor who's able to detect the enemy and to preach the truth 
to us and tell us where the enemy is coming in from. You see, it's my job to block off the enemy. It's my job to stop up where Satan is coming in from. Amen. It's my job to make sure that Satan don't come in like a tidal wave and wipe out the congregation. God holds me responsible for that. And any true God pastor, he will preach what is right and true to his congregation. You believe that? Yes. Try it for a little while. Try it and see. Amen. You will see what's really necessary then. You see, when Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to him speaking, the Bible said, the Bible said that Jesus said unto her sister, only a few things are necessary, really only one. And she was chosen the better things of God. You remember the parable of Jesus and the story of Mary and Martha. Amen. And how that Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. And Martha was cumbered with other things. Amen. And she even came in and rebuked the Lord Jesus and rebuked Mary. Amen. That she wasn't in there helping tend to the dish and to the all uh, oh, to the meals to entertain Jesus. You see, entertainment can take the place of sin at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha. Hallelujah. Thou art cumbered with many things, but Mary has chosen the one thing that is necessary. Friends, I say to you, as a church of God, we must choose the one thing that's necessary, and that is Jesus Christ. All the other unnecessaries need to fade out of our minds and our spirits. You believe it? Hallelujah. The Bible said she has chosen the better things. What is really important this morning is not if you've updated your Facebook or Instagram pics or even seen the latest movies. Those things are okay, but that's not priority. You're not going to die if you didn't put the latest picture up there or, or update the latest things that's going on. It's not going to kill you. You see, Satan has used it as a drawing card to pull us all in, to rope us all into that place, to bring us all into that place. You know, friends, I, I really debated this morning as I was laboring and I'm in my spirit. I had a very long night just wrestling and tussling in my spirit over some things. Two things came to my mind two Sundays ago, how grieved I was and how Satan has tried to attack me since Friday over this message. And I will share some of that with you in just a moment. But God wants me to bring this message to you. You understand that? And you understand that God wants our minds to be on him today. You know, friends, Satan knows how to tactfully bring to us things that are unnecessary to make us believe that they are necessary. If Satan thinks it's necessary, obviously it's not. And he will work everything to bring us to that place. It is really, what is really important is that we return to 
loving Jesus Christ enough to let him have control of our lives. That's all that matters. Loving Jesus enough that if God says, chop this off, cut this off, do this, we're going to say, yes, Lord. Thy servant heareth thy voice. I'm willing, Lord, to allow you to just do a surgery in my spirit and get some things out of my life that are not necessary. Don't beat the young people down. Don't beat uh, uh, the younger generation down uh, simply because maybe there are things that you don't see a light with. We need to step up to the plate. And more than, more than just uh, reprimanding is to be setting an example before our young people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Do you know where I'm coming from? We need to set the example before our young people. We've got a young generation that's here. How we handle things, it's important. It's important that we model before them. It's important we model before them. The things that are right and pure and holy and just and undefiled. Do you believe that? Anybody can jerk anybody up and say any kind of things because it's obvious. You may see some things that's not altogether just right, but if you will just live the life, amen, as an example before, amen, others, they will fall in those paths. Amen, they will follow in your footsteps. Amen. I believe it's time as Christians we step up to the plate and say, God, I'm available for you. Make me that example. You believe it? Society and culture have replaced the love of God. Has it not, church? It's replaced the love of God. It's caused confusion in the body of Christ. There's such disorder in the churches of God across the board. You don't hear things preach. Amen. Uh, it's almost like things are forgotten. Things are, are just becoming ancient. But they need to be reminded. And they can be done through a way that is pure and holy and just. In a way that's pleasing to Almighty God. You believe it? Listen, friends. If there's something that's going on that you know is wrong with any of our young people in this church or some other part of the body of Christ, it is your responsibility as a child of God, whether it's a parent, an adult, a senior, an elder in the church, to quietly, reverently, soberly, in love, speak the truth of what is right. Don't tweet it. Don't Facebook it. Don't gossip it. Don't try to form some kind of an um, uh, army for the enemy. Satan wants that. It's up to us as Christians to ex execute what is right. And it can be done in the right way. You understand what I'm saying? But society and culture has replaced the love of God in every attribute. I want to say ancient Laosia is found reborn in the 20th century Laosian age. We've seen the same spirit in this age, friends. Listen, I'm not the only one, the only pastor that's battling these things. I know there's countless pastors that are, some are throwing up their hands, some are giving up, they can't. Some are resigning from the pulpit, but I have a message for you this morning. 
I'm called to what God has called me to do. Love what Red Brown said in the church age book. Can you give me a little bit more time? In the church age book, the Laosian church age, he said the city was rich and powered by wealth. It was full of culture, science, aboundage. I'm like today, the churches are rich. The, 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 the worship is beautiful and formal, but cold and dead. Culture and education have taken the place of the spirit-given word. And faith has been suppressed by science so that man is a victim of materialism. Satan has taken this area of the media through science to suppress the church of God. Do you not see it, friends? Why do you think our nation today, everywhere you go, you see a sign, help wanted? Help wanted. Why is it before COVID-19, uh, uh, they were begging people to work? Then suddenly, after COVID, you can't get people to go to work. You know why? Because science has taken precedence. The generation that is to be stepping up into the workforce through this period of the last few years has found a faster way to make money through science. They can sit at home and produce a, a YouTube video and within a month become a millionaire. They can be influencers and, and, and all these things through the channel of science in this age. Science has taken the place of God and suppressed the church in this age. Have you stopped to think about it? Have you asked yourself, why is it people everywhere I go? Do you know anybody that needs a job? Brother Jonathan, you're a general manager. You know you're begging people to work. Amen, brother. Brother Nathan, you know it is. Amen, you're begging people. Why? Because the age of science has moved in. Think about what it's going to be in the next generation if there's one. If there's one. Hallelujah. What will become of our everyday life activities and our everyday norms? Amen, of going to the supermarkets, of having farms and dairies and poultries and cows and all these things. It's moving to a destruction. It's Satan's ambition through science to destroy humanity. Are you following me this morning? And look what Red Ram says. He said, worship is beautiful and formal, but cold and dead. Culture and education have taken the place of spirit-given word. And faith has been suppressed by science so that man is a victim of materialism. It's what Satan is pushing. Consumerism. More product. More everything else. If you get this, it's going to take your mind off of stress. Amen. I confess to you, there I just I laid in a bed just the other night, you know, trying to, it's, it's, it's Christmas time, trying to find gifts or things for your spouse. So I pull up, you know, in the search engine, unique gifts for your wives. Man, I should have never done that. <laughs> They're all unique, all right. Don't ever do it. Science. Has moved into our minds and spirits. Every gadget you can think about, everything you can think about, from the garage 
from the yard to the garage to the kitchen to the living room to the bedroom. Satan, by science, has invaded it. I'm going to preach anyways. I don't care. Amen. What the enemy says this morning. I'm going to go out and preach in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to preach in the name of Jesus. Satan didn't like me giving a rebuke to the church. But my message is going on today. Hallelujah. Amen. Bro, Nathan, my brother, I almost call you to pray for me, the Lord. I sanctify my mind. That's my praying buddy right there. It's like some of the things I thought. I thought, oh, my God, help me, Jesus. Amen. I went and laid hands on my iPad and said, God, amen, sanctify this thing. Amen. Somebody said you can clean it up or erase it or whatever. I said, God, I don't know how to do all of that. I'm not savvy. But send the Holy Ghost and fill my device with the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. You know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Satan to do it. Satan to do it. He don't care who you are, pastor, preacher, whoever it is. He knows how to come in so suddenly. He knows how to creep in. The Bible says, unaware and capture our minds. But praise God, I'm able to preach today by the grace of God. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in science. You believe it? That's right. We have better culture, better education. We're living in a better uh, culture of science. Civilization has advanced the church into a scientific culture in this age. That's it not, friends. A scientific culture in this age. And brothers, those of you who view me, by the way, of the internet, I trust you take this message not as an attack against the church of God, but as a help to the body of Christ. And you pastors who have asked permission, able to use these material, they're not mine. Preach them any time you can to your church. I don't know at all, but if I can be a help, then use it to the church of God. It's important, friends. You know why I say to myself, you know why, don't you think sometimes I love to get out and carouse and do these things? I have a family. I have grandchildren. But I stay to myself in the sanctity of my study and in the privacy of my sacred place so God can speak to me. Hallelujah. You don't believe me? Ask my family behind my back. That doesn't make me holy or righteous or above anybody. But I'm just telling you, this is why God can bring messages like he's bringing this morning to the church of God. If you will heed it, if you will believe it, and if you will say, Lord, thank you for my pastor that's preaching the truth to me, who's telling me what is right in my spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What good is it going to become? Be, I just get up here and says, you know, you've got an iPhone, or if you got Instagram, you got Facebook, you're going to hell. Amen. Everybody's going to hell. No, that's not the approach. God wants you to find the channel. And I trust I'm bringing a message that's bringing a balance in your spirits this morning. You understand, friends? There's a balance that God wants, but civilization has advanced the church into a scientific culture. Look at us today, me. We're preaching from the iPad. Amen. I'm included as much as you are included. The other, this is the iPad Pro. Uh, I didn't mean to shake you up. Sorry. Amen. But you got your iPad. This iPad Pro is connected to my iMac, to my iPhone. And, and I mean, it's time where I can go from a sermon to something that is uh, unholy and not pure. 
and not righteous. You see how quick it is? Satan has moved into our culture through science. This is why Brother Brown said science is of the devil. You understand that? Let me find a place to, to try to close because I'm giving you a lot of information this morning, friends. I don't think I probably touched maybe a scripture or two from my notes. Is that correct back there? Amen. But I've, I've got you. Wait on the Holy Spirit to give me inspiration to bring these things. You know I love you. You know I want to tell you the truth. You know I want our church to be under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Friends, if, if that's not my ambition, I wouldn't be here. But that's truly my ambition. My ambition is to stay with this little flock and channel the church in the right direction. Amen. Put us in the right path. But we have all these things. Listen, culture is defined as customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a radical religion or social group. There's nothing spiritual about that. Amen. This is what culture is all about. The world is building culture. They're trying to make a better culture, a better church. They televised service, a better, a better worship. You can't, you gotta come God's provided way. It's through the Holy Spirit. It's all man-made, and all of culture will fail. You believe that? All of culture will fail one day. And what we call culture today is what Satan presented to Eve and caused her to disbelieve God. It was a better culture, a better way, a way that was supposedly to be better than Michael's way. And Satan is doing the same thing today. Do you believe it? There are two Edens, and I'm going to close on this thought. As a musician, if you'll come. There are two Edens. God's Eden, the spoken word. And Satan's Eden of culture and science. See, first, God's Eden, which came, comes by the word. And secondly, a scientific Eden we're living in, which comes by science, education, and culture in this age. I believe in having a proper education. I've been to college. I was a graduate. Where Jonathan has, other people have. I think it's important that we channel our, our young people in the right direction. But what I'm saying is, when Satan begins to fill their minds, amen, with any ways outside of God's path, amen, we have to instill, amen, in our youths, and our children, and our families, that God's way takes precedent over the ways of the world. Amen. You understand that, friends? Oh, the spirit of culture, science, education, and civilization is trying to cripple the true church of God in this age. You believe that? They're trying to cripple this true church of God in this age. Friends, ask yourself the question. You don't raise your hands. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody here. Nothing I said here today was directed to one single soul purposefully, but all of us. 
But let's take the challenge this morning. I say to not try to cripple all of us. Has he not stolen from us this morning the things that are pure and true and holy and praiseworthy in our lives? Is that right? The spirit of culture. Let me say it again. Science, education, civilization is trying to cripple the true church of God. Oh, but thank God we have a great message. Amen. We have a great message. In the message, the power of transformation, 1965, Brother Bram said, from out of this chaos, out of this modern scientific Eden, here it is, Brother Jonathan, I'd never seen it until a couple weeks ago, scientific Eden. It never grabbed, it never jumped out of me. That's what we're living in, a faster world. The internet is a perfection of sin. And by the same time, it can be so quick that will save a soul. As a message go out, there's someone that's struggling. It's a tree of good and evil. It's a scientific Eden. You see what I'm saying? This is so good. This is so good. Amen. And from out of this chaos of this modern scientific Eden that we're living in of culture and science and education. Get ready. I'm speaking to you now. All this modern stuff will rise. Let's stand to your feet. Hallelujah. We'll rise. Amen. We are going to rise. Are you willing to rise from out of this chaos of this modern scientific culture, even that we're living in, of culture, science, and education, of this modern stuff, we arise in Jesus' name. You believe it? Are you planning to rise in the name of Jesus? Are you planning to rise up in Jesus' name and say, oh God, I'll take the way where the Lord despised few. I started out with Jesus, and I am going through. Hallelujah. Young people, Brother Joseph don't think bad of you when you come and talk to him and you tell him you're struggling with this or with that or the other. I commend you. Hallelujah. I love you. Amen. We need more honest-hearted adults that will do the same thing. Amen. I'm struggling with pornography. I'm struggling with improper relationship. I'm struggling with all these things. You know how you get rid of the spirits? Expose it. Expose it. Amen. Find you an accountable buddy and say, you pray with me over this matter. It's trying to cripple my spirit and my mind. And you watch how the Holy Spirit will move on the scene. You appreciate him this morning. Do you love him? May God bless you. Listen, what I brought to you this morning is, is, is straight from, I can guarantee you, straight from the throne of God, the Holy Spirit wanted me to speak to you. That's why I was so surprised to see how Satan has tried. Not really surprised, but I know that he was attacking so severely this week. But I know God is greater. He's greater. You believe he's greater? May God bless those of you. I want to make an announcement this morning. God bless all of you online. We appreciate you. Shalom to you until next Sunday. Join us for our church's Christmas play if you're able to. And I'm sure.